Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, a little Bible trivia. There were three guys in the Bible who went into a fire. What were their names? Uh, Raise your hand. This is trivia, you guys. And then I'll call on the one that I want. You. <laughs> hey, 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 give her some slack. Did I not say Radshack from the mic last week? I did. Try again. Try, just, Shad. There we go. And if you can say the VeggieTales version, that's, that's, that's bonus points. Who are they? No, the, the, the guys. Okay, and does anybody know the VeggieTales beat boys? <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, we are not moving on from that story tonight. We are actually picking it back up because uh, there's so much we could learn. We could spend weeks on these guys because they were so legendary in the way they lived. And uh, just to recap, uh, well, I'm just going to read this verse again. You need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. That is, that's the foundation for our message tonight. And I've only got two points tonight. I'm going to make it, try to make it really quick because last week was too long. Amen? Amen. 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 Too long. Tonight, it's two points and it's going to be quick. So, everybody has on their on their uh, seat, a Journey Youth note card. So everybody whip that bad boy out. And then in the back of your chair, there's a West Point Church pen. Pull that out. You pull it from the back of your chair. Do not steal the pen from in front of your chair. It's the pen behind the chair. Kevin, come on. Sawyer. We have rules to be a civilized people. Come, come. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Everybody write down, faith is a way of life. Everybody write it down. And we got a slide. Faith is a way of life. What's that? If your pen doesn't work, the Lord does not want you to take note. You can lick it and go like, and then you like scribble on it. Yeah. Do do one of these. Do one of these numbers. Yeah, it'll work. Guaranteed. They told you. You need to persevere. There are things in life that don't and won't work out the way you want them to or think that they should. Uh, and this word in this verse, persevere, would not be here if everything was going to go the way that we wanted it to. The definition of persevere is, means to continue in a course of action even in the face of difficulty or challenge. And I need a Bible. I forgot my Bible. Someone please grace me with a Bible. Bonus points if you open it up to Daniel 1. Sword drill, whoever can get it up to open to Daniel 1. There's a Bible in the back of your chairs. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, then comes first and Second Samuel, first and second Chronicles, first and second King. Oh, she got it. She got it. She got it. She almost should get a ticket in the bucket for that. Almost. 
First, yeah, they're, they're critiquing me in the back because I screw the song up. It's all good, though. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Daniel 1, verse... Okay, negative points because when you came up here, you touched my iPad and, and lost my spot in my notes. Take that ticket out. Take that ticket out. It's all good. I love you. Uh, Daniel 1, verses 3 and 4. And for context, uh, Israel had just been decimated, totally conquered by the Babylonians. The Babylonians were the bad guys. And the Israelites were God's chosen people. So God's chosen people had just been decimated by the enemy. And here's what happens. Here's what the king says. Verse 3. Then the king commanded his chief guy to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, Youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace, and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. And you're going, what? I don't understand that at all. But here's what happened. The Israelites were decimated by the Babylonians. The king said, I want you to take the highest of the high People. I want you to go up to the congressmen and the senators and the governors and the mayors and the president and I want you to take their sons and I want you to bring them back because I'm going to force them to serve me. So all the Orono boys, the Wyzetta kids, uh, you know, whatever your rival's rich kid school is, that's where these boys were coming from. Uh, so, here's the deal. Our boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they go from having a really awesome life because how, do you, how many of you know that life in Orono is awesome? Okay, yeah, you're an Orono boy, but you're, you're like a Delano boy. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't count as an Orono boy, and neither does his brother. They're cool. I'm sorry if you're from Orono. Yeah, let's just throw, yeah, we love everybody. If you're from Orono, we love you. You're from Orono, too. You don't count either, Kaylee. Yeah, you don't count as an Orono girl either. You're, you're one of us. Uh, this is just an illustration, guys. Anyways, these boys were having an awesome life. Their parents were people of influence. Uh, they were uh, going to the top schools. They lived in the best cities. Uh, they lived in a gated community, and they rode on Mercedes camels. You know, they had it going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, their country gets decimated, totally conquered by the enemy. And they go from being, uh, having an awesome life to literally being slaves to the enemy king. How many of you think that would be really sucky? Yeah, that'd be like going from living in Delano to becoming a slave to somebody in Orono. That'd be just not fun. And then not only that did they become slaves, but uh, they tried to change who they were. They tried to change the very person that they were. They gave them new names. They put them into schools so that they would learn the language. And they tried to strip them of everything they were and, and turn them into what they wanted them to be. And here's, 
Here's the deal. You may have your own challenges and difficulties in life. You might have had health problems or have health problems. Uh, you might not have the friends that, we, that you wish you had. Um, uh, you may not feel loved by people around you. Maybe you've changed schools. Uh, maybe you sit on the bench instead of getting uh, playtime, getting game time. Maybe you didn't make the varsity team. Somebody's spreading rumors about you uh, at school. Uh, you don't have the money to buy the things that you want because you don't have your license and you can't get a job. Uh, maybe uh, you're, you feel like your parents are unfair and don't understand. Uh, maybe you have a loved one who's been sick or has maybe passed away because of a severe illness. Um, maybe you don't come from a stable family. Whatever it is, no matter how minor or major that thing is in your life, um, it's a bit of hardship in your life and it's a bit of not the way that you would choose for your life to be. Uh, it's not the way that God would necessarily choose for your life to be. And um, I've had my own share of like unfair things in my life, uh, from being unfairly fired from a job, my basement's flooded, I've cr crashed my car into the ditch more than once. Uh, I've been sick at one time in the Philippines and thought I was going to die. Um, I've been cheated in business deals. Just this year, uh, I've had multiple things stolen from my house uh, by people that I don't know uh, and have never seen, didn't see it happen. Like, I've been wronged in my own way. And uh, that sucks. But here's the thing. We must persevere because life is not fair and stuff is always going to happen in life. Uh, Jesus even said this. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. That's not an awesome thing to hear. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said that. And that's exactly what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They experienced trouble. Their life that was really good turned into a life that was not so great. And um, Jesus also said, Take heart, for I have overcome the world. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they knew that they had to persevere in the will of God, even though their life was not looking the way they wanted it to. And um, when we're faced with uh, challenges and uh, injustices in our life and wrongdoings and things that we wish they were not the way they were, uh, we have a choice to persevere. And I just had this happen in my life this week. Um, I sold a car for a friend on Saturday, and it, everything went really good. The people were really nice. They bought the car. They paid me the money for it. And they left, and it was awesome. And then Monday came, and they called me, and they said, hey, we canceled the check on the car because we don't think it's worth what we paid for it. And we want to return the car or we want you to sell it to us for less and we think that you were trying to rip us off and you're, uh, we're not so sure about you. And it turned into this big ordeal and I've spent hours on the phone this week with my friend and with the person who bought the car trying to figure out what to do about this and my first response has been, in my mind, this is what I want to do. I want to call this guy up and say, just, just tear him out, you know? Dude, you bought the car. You are stupid for buying a car that you thought was all crappy. Like, you need to get a better, you need to get a mechanic to come out here and look at it with you. Uh, I want to call the cops and sue this guy because I could totally nail this guy in court. No big deal. 
and I want to get all angry at this person and, and, and just go off on him. But how many of you know that that is not the will of God for my life? That, is the, that type of response is not the will of God for my life. And um, if we want to have legendary faith, it can't ride on, on how well our life is going. Our faith has to be separate from the, way, from the things that are happening in our life. It can't be, oh man, I'm the son of a royal person in Israel and everything is going awesome. I love God. He is so faithful to me. And then the next day, your country's decimated by the enemy and you become a slave to a foreign enemy king and you go, sorry God, I just, oh man, I'm kind of not feeling this today. Our faith has to be independent of the circumstances around us. Um, our faith has to ride on the fact that no matter what is happening around us, that God has a plan and we just can't see it. Uh, your choice is to persevere in living the way that God has called you to. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego seemed to have pre-decided before they ever got captured that they were following God regardless of their circumstances, regardless of what happened in their life. So I would pose the question to you tonight, is your faith based on your circumstances? Is your faith based on your circumstances? Point number two. Point number one was faith is a way of life. Everybody say faith. faith. Point number two is that... Sorry, my iPad's being weird, probably because Lily touched it. It's all good. Here we go. It's all good. I love you. Point number two. Write it down. Faith is following God's direction without fully knowing or understanding the end result. It's up here on the screen. Faith is following. Everybody say following. God's direction without fully knowing. Everybody say knowing. And understanding the end result. Write it down on your Journey Youth note card because it's an important one that you need to take with you tonight. Uh, and here's the deal. Shadrach and the boys could have been easily caught up in thinking thoughts like, why am I here? Where's God in all of this? Thanks a lot, God, for selling us out to the enemy. Uh, I wish my life was like this. I wish we had that. I wish we were back in Babylon. I wish this was not this way. But instead, they focused on what? Doing the will of God, which is in that verse. You must persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. They focused on doing the will of God. And for that, we need to read Daniel 19, or 1, 9 through 12. 1, 9 through 12. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion. Here, backstory, backstory. Uh, God had given the Israelites, his chosen people, uh, some rules about what they can and cannot eat, which sounds weird, I know, but, um, and I don't fully know why God had these rules in place, but they, he said, you can't, I don't want you to eat these kinds of foods. It was like pork and shellfish and things like that. Yeah, nobody likes shellfish anyway. God's like, don't even touch it. So God had these rules and, and said, I want my people to follow my instructions. So, fast forward, they're in Babylon now as slaves. Verse 9, and God gave, 
they're in Babylon and the diet that they're giving them is, un, is, not, is what God said not to eat, okay? Let's try that again. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief. And the chief said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse... Sorry, I think I'm reading the wrong part here. <laughs> okay, here we go. Verse 12, sorry. <laughs> my bad. They're, they're trying to feed him this lunch that they don't want. Sorry, this is a big point. We're going to get there, guys. It's real big. It's, you're going you're gonna to be happy we made it. So they're trying to give him the pork and the shellfish, and they're like, Ugh, I don't know. So Daniel and the Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego say, Test your servants for 10 days. Let us only eat vegetables and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of... Uh, then let all of our appearance... Uh, then, sorry, then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So the chief listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, it was seen that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in better appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. Sorry, I read this in a little bit different translation this afternoon, so that's why I'm like, whoa. But here's what happened. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had just been, their lives turned upside down, brought to a place where the option was eat a lunch that God was frowning upon, and, and he said, don't eat it. And they were like, they could have the option to say, you know what, guys, it's just lunch. We got to eat something to get through this, right? Who cares? It's not a big deal. I'm sure God's like, well, yeah, <laughs> sorry, boys. But here, here's what they chose to do. This is what this verse was saying, is that they said to the chief, we, our God says that we shouldn't eat this food. So will you give us a chance? And just for 10 days, because if these guys like looked skinny and uh, out of shape, the chief would be out of a job because anyways, they said, we just give us these vegetables and see how we look at the end of 10 days. Because for them, it was such a big deal to be faithful to what God had told them to do. It was such a huge deal for them. They, they had pre-decided that they were going to persevere through anything that life threw at them and be faithful to the will of God in their life. And for them at this time, the will of God, part of the will of God for their life was that they wouldn't eat these foods. Don't ask me why, but that, that's up to God. Whatever God says goes. And so they said, we're not going to do it. These are the same guys who years later in the life stood up to the king and said, sorry, king, we're not going to bow down to you. We're not going to do it because we serve God, the Lord Most High, the maker of heaven and earth, and we're not going to bow to you because you are not worthy of worship. And we look at that and we go, wow, what a bunch of legendary guys. That's freaking awesome. I want to have that kind of courage and that kind of boldness and that kind of faith in my life. But look where it started. It started with their lunch. They chose to be faithful with their lunch. And in turn, in turn, because they were faithful to God, 
uh, they looked better and were healthier than everyone else that had been captured. God gave them knowledge and wisdom that was greater than anyone else who was uh, being sought out to serve in the king's castle. And through them, this miracle was witnessed in Babylon where three guys got thrown into a blazing furnace and the guys who threw them in, they died because it was so hot. But these three guys, they, the, the ropes that they had on burned off and they were walking around in the fire with who? A son of the gods who we would now know as Jesus. And all of these kings, all of these rulers, all of these high up people who were there to bow down to the king witnessed a miracle. And I believe that it started because these three guys were faithful with their lunch. So, write this down. You will never have faith for the big things if you don't have faith in the small things. You will never have faith for the big things if you don't have faith in the small things. And let me tell you this, it's not faith. It is not faith when you see the whole plan. Faith is only when you see part of it or even none of it. We all want to see the plan and the outcome before we decide if we are going to follow Jesus or not. And when you see the plan, you are not following God, you're actually following yourself. And you're not having faith in God, you're actually having faith in yourself and your own understanding and your own judgment and your own abilities. And I think sometimes we wonder why things are not working out in our life. Uh, why, is God not, why is God not doing this for me? Why is this door not opening for me? Uh, why have I not gotten that Xbox that I've been praying for? You know, just to bring it down to the lowest, the smallest things in our life. And I believe that it's because we have not been obedient to what God has told us to do. Man, why, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have gotten to that place and said, man, why has God not given us the faith to stand up to this king? Instead, we find ourselves here bowing before him and we feel like failures. Why has God not given us the faith to do that? Well, we could look at them and say, well, I think it's because you weren't faithful in that lunch menu that God had put it before you. And I think we have that in our lives. We've got a brother or a sister in, that we're living with in our family that we just do not love. We've got parents in our lives that we just don't respect. Um, we're caught up in gossip and caught up in uh, talking about other people. Uh, we've got tempers that are out of control. We are, we're in, uh, we've got bad attitudes that we just don't really want to give up. And then we come before the king and we go, man, why do I not have the faith to stand up before this king? Why do I not have the faith to believe that we're going to raise $45,000 for Speed the Light? Why do I not have the faith to believe that my aunt or my uncle or my friend could be healed from cancer? Why do I not have the faith to believe that God could open up a door for me to be able to go to college, the first person in my family to ever go to college? Well, it's because God has given you things in your life that you need to be obedient to before he opens up more doors. If you're not faithful in what God has given to you, why would he open up a door for you to be faithful in something bigger? 
And um, we have this goal of 45,000. And personally, I have no idea how we're going to raise it, but I know that we are going to raise it. Can I get an amen in here? <clears throat> I don't know how it's going to work out. Uh, I have a lot more faith after Sunday, and I believe that we are going to raise it, but I don't know how we're going to raise it. And I believe that we're going to see a miracle, uh, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw a miracle as they were faithful. <clears throat> and um, I want to share just a quick story. You may have, may have heard it last year, but it's from one of our own here at Journey Youth, Lindsay Downs. Uh, last year, God asked Lindsay, uh, she'd been saving up money for a car, and God asked her to give that money to speed the light. And she didn't do it for a year because she didn't want to do it. And then after putting it off for a year, finally last year on give night, she decided, I'm going to give that money that God told me to give. God told her to give it. She didn't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I think I should give my car money away. God told Lindsay, give your car money away. So she gave her car money at give night last year. And on the day that we had give night, or, or the day before we had give night, she uh, found a car. She'd been looking for a car for this whole year that when God told her to give the car money, she still looked for a car for a year. She never found anything that was a good deal for her or what would work for her. The day before give night, after she had decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this time, guys, she found a car. This lady was selling this car and had been praying for the person who would buy this car from her and praying about the amount that she should sell it for, which just so happened to be the exact amount that Lindsay had left in her bank account after giving her car money. Is that not a miracle? Is that not God at work there? And so I would say, why did Lindsay not find a car for a year? It could be that God was saying, I want you to be faithful in this, and I'm going to show you that I'm faithful even more. And so what is it in your life that God wants to be faithful to? But he's just waiting on you to say, I'm not going to eat that lunch. I'm going to stop being such a meanie butt to my brother or sister. <laughs> I'm going to choose, even though I don't feel as though my parents deserve my respect, and maybe they, maybe they are not good parents. I don't know your parents. But I'm going to choose, because God said in his word, honor your parents, and that's the will of God for my life, I'm going to choose by faith to do these things. I'm going to choose by faith to do this. With my guy, who, with the guy who bought my car, I wanted to go off on the handle with him, but that was not the will of God for my life, and I don't see why not, uh, because this guy was a jerk. But by faith, I am choosing to walk in the way that God has laid out for me. I'm choosing to walk in the will of God for my life, so that I will receive the promise. I will receive what he has promised. We must persevere so that after we have done the will of God, we will receive what he has promised. And I want to receive what God has promised for me. And that part of that is heaven in, in eternity in heaven with Jesus. Uh, and part of that is so many things that we can't even imagine on this earth. So, I just want to ask you this one last thing. What do you need to be obedient to tonight? By faith, you may not know why you should be obedient to it or what the outcome would be, but what do you need to be obedient to by faith to what God is telling you to?
is telling you tonight. So I'm just going to close in a word of prayer, and I want everybody in the room to just uh, ask God, God, where do you want me to be obedient? Where do I need to walk in your will in a new way? And I believe that God's going to reveal that to you. And it might be something super small. In fact, it probably will be because I think that's where God starts. Uh, it's going to start with loving your friend or stopping gossiping or being more honoring to your parents or uh, not stealing or uh, not lying or whatever it may be. It's gonna, it's, God's going to reveal it to you. So I'm just going to pray. It's going to be good.